Welcome to Pathway Church Online. We're honored you tuned in today. It's our purpose to help each person believe in Jesus, belong to a church family, become a fully devoted follower of Christ, and build God's kingdom. We believe today's message will help you do just that. It will change your life if you listen and apply it. For more information about Pathway Church, please visit www.pathwaychurchok.com. Now, let's go together and hear today's message. Man lost the authority he was supposed to walk in. When Adam came to earth, he had authority. When he fell to sin, he lost his authority. Jesus had to come to show us by the Holy Spirit that we were once again given the authority to walk in dominion. When Jesus came to the earth, he started talking about keys to the kingdom. There's not one key. There are a plethora of keys. And each of these keys that we have access to gives us access to different things in the kingdom. I want you to look at your notes. This is a powerful statement. If you want access to spiritual advancements in your life, search the Bible for the keys that will give you access to that part of the kingdom, live it out, and you will have the reality of the kingdom on earth in that area. So if you, if, if you are not sure how your finances work, go to the Bible, see what the keys, see what the principles are in the Bible that teaches you about money, and do what it says. If you're not sure about how to raise your children, it's okay. None of us are great at it. We're all learning as the progress goes. If we have a four and seven-year-old, we're figuring this thing out. But you go to the Bible. What does the Bible teach you about that? Do what it says, live it out, and you will have the kingdom results on earth as it is in heaven. Does that make sense? When Jesus started talking, he says, the kingdom is. The kingdom is like this. The kingdom is this. And this is what he is saying. How do we do it where I come from? Did anybody's your heads just go to that song? Where I come from. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, my, my just went okay. Uh, Jesus is saying, I come to tell you people that this is how we do it in my kingdom. You have said an eye for an eye, but in my kingdom I say love them. You have said to hate your brother, but I say to pray for them. You say, persecute those who come against you. I say, lift them up. There are ways in my kingdom that we do things that you don't do in your kingdom, meaning the earth. Are we following there? You think so? Okay. Let me switch directions. What tree did Adam eat out of? You know what it was called? The tree of knowledge of good and evil. What do you see going on in America across the globe right now? The knowledge of good and evil is what's depleted today. Knowledge of what is good, knowledge of what is bad, is being tainted and thrown out. It seems like everyone is losing their mind about something. Why is that? Satan knows if he can get control of your mind, he can control your destiny. I want to briefly speak on current events. I'm not going to get all into it, but there's something here I want you to grab a hold of um, that might give some explanation why what's going on. I look at our current situation dealing in America right now and, and in all reality, it's not the virus that bothers me. It's a result that's happening because of the virus. Three major things are taking place. Isolation, division, and fear. 
Would you all agree with that? There is a reason why these three factors come into play. And if you let me explain it just for a minute, I think you'll kind of be like, oh, oh okay. The Bible says in John 10, 10, it says in your notes, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Just so you guys have an understanding, the Greek of that passage actually means, I had to look this up, the one who robs people of truth so their salvation is destroyed. So if the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he is robbing people of the truth so salvation can never be their answer. That's going to play into what we talk about here in just a minute. The purpose of this pandemic is not political. There is a devil who is walking around terrified because he knows his time is coming to an end. He's doing all that he can in his power on earth to create a false sense of truth. Why? He is creating a fear, a sense of fear, of division and isolation. His agenda has been very specific from the beginning of this pandemic. Let me, let me show you this. Look at the nature of this pandemic. We couldn't communicate in person. Division. We can't gather in person. Fear that we're going to get that disease. We can't make contact with each other. Isolation. He is very strategic with what's going on because he's trying to make a last, a last ditch effort to make a big pull for the kingdom of hell. So all of these things, these keys are vital to the kingdom because they release different elements of the kingdom of God in your life. Let me show you how. The Bible says in Matthew 18, 20, when two or more gather together in my name, I'm in the midst of them. Whenever the Israelites had to march around the walls of Jericho, what did they do? They together had to march around the walls. And then at a certain time, what happened? They let out a shout. And when they let out a shout, what happened? The walls came down. Let me get it to this point. There is a key in the kingdom that all of us have to come together and do our part. If we don't all come together and do our part, we can't have all of what God has for us. In other words, when everyone got in on the shouting, everyone inherited the blessing of what the shouting brought forth. There is a collective anointing that we are all called to walk in. You have to come to church and get in on it. You've got to come to church and get in on worship. You've got to come to church and get in on the message. You've got to come to church and get in on the small groups and the other things. Why? Because when we all come together, there's a collective anointing that God wants to release. The blessing of it doesn't come until all of us come together. Amen. I'm going somewhere. Jeff, are you alright with this? It's your first time here. I, I appreciate it. I, I met him the other day and instantly this guy's incredible. The Bible says in the last days I will pour out my anointing. Dad has been talking the last four-ish weeks that the end is close. Satan knows it. He is trying to stop, get me, follow me on this, the corporate anointing from shaking the earth. How? Isolation, division, and fear. If you can't get together, you can't pray together. If you can't get together, you can't speak life into things. If you can't get together, you can't do what the Bible says when it says two or more come together. I am there. If you can't get together, how is Jesus going to show up? 
This pandemic has created this culture of you find your corner and wave your flag and I'm going to die on this hill. And if you don't agree with me, what I say is right, what you say is wrong. You're either pro-vaccination or you're against vaccination. You're either Republican or you're Democrat. You're either black or you're white or you're either brown or you're yellow. There is no middle ground anymore. There is this sense of confusion that Satan is trying to cause because when Adam ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Satan knew if he could get you isolated, it would stop the power of God from moving in the corporate setting for he can build the church the way he wants to build the church. Satan knows if he can destroy the truth in you, you will lose your calling. If, you will, if he can destroy the truth in you, you will lose your hope. You will lose your passion. You will even lose momentum that you once had. You will lose these things in isolation because you no longer will see a need for them. In Psalms 133 in your notes, it says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head. Read, read, read. Verse 3. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessed life even more. Where, where did the blessing come at? Circle the words. I kind of underlined them in there and made them bold. Dwell together in unity. The blessing did not come upon their life until they dwelled together in unity. How can there be an anointing moving in our lives in the middle of isolation, in the middle of division, in the middle of fear? It can't happen. The only way for the anointing oil to move, what the Bible shows us, is that when we dwell together, when Jesus came to earth, you have to understand that one of the keys he taught was about his kingdom was he came that you have life and have it abundantly. You cannot live an abundant life in isolation. The very thing that Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come that you have what? Life and have it to the full. It is the very thing that Satan is trying to use in this pandemic to destroy right now. Why? There is a lot of commotion going on around hell because they know their final judgment is coming, coming soon. Summarizing what we just talked about. All right, here we go. Jesus came to establish the kingdom. And that the kingdom, what it looks like on earth, is what the kingdom in heaven should look like. Satan is causing these current events to allowing to be taking place to do what? To cause division, isolation, and fear because of why? He wants to stop the corporate anointing. You ready to go a little further in this? We're starting to go, starting to kind of feel where I'm at now? Okay, I'm going to switch directions. All right, you ready? <laughs> uh, I, there, there's three segments of this message, and I'm going to tie them all together next week, but that, I want you kind of, that's the first segment to understand. This next segment is what I've been looking forward to. You're going to start seeing me getting loud. I haven't gotten loud yet. I'm so nervous, Jeff. Can you hear it? I am so, I, I, this is the fourth time I've ever done this. But I, I'm so excited. I went and practiced this yesterday, and my horse got my throat got sore because I was yelling at the devil so much. It's like, oh, this is good. Turn around. Amen, amen. That's good. I should be able to tell your origin by your culture. I should be able to tell your origin by your culture. Let me explain. Do any of you know uh, a Hispanic person who cooks a 
authentic Mexican food. My wife's not that. She, she, she cooks. She cooks Mexican food. I told her I was going to say this. I'm cool, so don't get me in trouble. But I'm going somewhere with it. And you're going to be like, oh, okay, I got it. Yeah. I walked into a house a few weeks ago. I've been to this house several times in my business. And what, when I walked in, I wasn't hungry, but when I walked in, I started salivating. I said, what is that? And it was this Hispanic lady, and she said, those, those, those are tacos. I'm like, yeah, those are tacos. And she said, that's carne and asada. And she started naming I'm like, oh, the house smelled different than anything I'd ever smelled in my house before. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And then I walk into the kitchen, and, and I hear this music. You know, there's just this peppy music going on. I start looking around, and the walls aren't taupe like this. They're yellow and orange, and they're these bright colors. I could tell her culture by being in her presence without her even telling me anything. I'm going to run all over you on this one. I walked into a house this last week, and uh, the, the lady had this dress that was in a display case on the wall. I said, oh, what, why is that in the case? And she's like, oh, when we have special events, we pull this case out, we pull the dress out, we wear them for these special events. And I was like, oh, no. And I, I walk around and I start looking and there's pictures all over the walls and nothing is familiar to me. It's all foreign. And I walk into the kitchen and um, the, the aroma that she's cooking is uh, it's Asian food. She didn't have to tell me that she was Asian. I knew she was Asian by what was around her. I knew she was Asian by the aroma that she was in. I knew that she was Asian by what was on the walls. You can tell somebody their culture by understanding where they're coming from. When I walked into the house, I picked up on the culture that they were out of, and they didn't have to tell me a word. You wonder where I'm going with this? I walked into a meeting several years ago in Tulsa. I was invited uh, by the bank president to come to this meeting. There was business owners and other people. I had no clue really what I was getting myself into. When I walked in, got off the elevator, I walked in, and there was uh, security guards and Guys in tux, ladies in formal attire. And I had to get inside that door because the president of the bank invited me and they stopped me. I didn't look like them. I didn't have a tux. I didn't know if this was this kind of event. I'm not dressed nice, but I, I didn't know. And he says, your name on the list. And I gave him my name, had to show my ID, and he said, you can go in. When I walked into that room, you could smell money. <laughs> Have you ever smelled that before? See, I only knew like what my father-in-law was. You walk into the dairy, he said, that's the smell of money. <laughs> this was a whole different kind of smell. 
the conversations that were taking place were different than conversations that I've been in before. And all of a sudden, I find out I'm in a room with some of Tulsa's wealthiest elite people. There was a different expectation that they had. They had an ex expectation of influence. They had an expectation of wealth. They had an expectation of whenever they say something, things begin to move. There was this aroma in the air that... I couldn't understand until I walked in it and I began to listen to them and I found out I was in the wrong room. But no, <laughs> I, I found out that this room, these people had a different aura about them. There was a culture of influence. I didn't know who they were, but you could tell these people made things happen. There was a culture of expectations. Have you have you ever experienced a different culture? Yeah, yeah. Now here's where I'm gonna run all over you. Heaven has a culture. You should live it out so profoundly that when those who get around you start seeing and hearing you, they pick up on your culture. I knew when I walked into that Hispanic lady's house, I was entering into a different culture. I knew when I walked into the bank, when I walked into the Asian, there, there was a different culture that I was walking into. You see, you were never created to blend in. You were made set apart. You were made to be different. Not in a bad way, in a good way. The Bible actually says in Matthew 5 that you are a city set upon a hill. Why on a hill? So others can look up and see you. And when they see you, they see Jesus. When they see you, they see the, when they see you, they see Jesus. When they see Jesus, they see the light, and now they have a direction where to go. Salt changes the flavor of things. We've got a salt shaker. In fact, just because I like little illustrations, you guys know what salt is. But what Jesus is saying here is if, if I take you and sprinkle you on your company, on your business, and you don't change it, you're ineffective. If I take you and I put you in a community at your work or in your city and you don't change it, you're ineffective. I will take you and sprinkle you like salt. And if there's not enough of heaven's culture on you, in you, around you, you won't change it. Did you get that? It's good. If there's not enough of heaven's culture in you, you are ineffective. We get up here week in, week out, and we're going to do it until Jesus returns. It's not because we want to preach at you another sermon. It's because we want to impart to you heaven's culture. We want to impart something into you that whenever you leave here, you're a little bit more like Jesus than whenever you came in. There is a way 
that in heaven's culture that we live, the culture that we abide under, there's a way that we handle adversity. There's a way we handle different situations. There's a way we do things. Why? Because we're of a different culture. We don't do the same things as other people. Whenever you go into your work and you start talking bad about your coworkers or your boss or other people, what happens? You lose your saltiness. You lose your ability to be effective. And Jesus said, that's as good as if I'm going to throw you on a pile of dung. If you lose your saltiness, you lose your ability to be effective. If God has placed you in a place, it's not because he doesn't know what to do with you. It's because he has a specific assignment for you in that place. And in that place, you're to sprinkle the salt. You're supposed to sprinkle the people around you. And if you're not salty, you'll never impact that place where God's put you. So you've got to get back to the salt of your life. And you've got to get back to the culture of heaven in your life. So therefore, where you are sprinkled at, you will be effective for the kingdom of God. In the early stages of my marriage, I've been married 12 years. In the early stages of my marriage, I had a short temper. Still do at times, but it's, I, I, let, me, let me rephrase it. It's not really a short temper. I get irritated very quickly. Anybody else? Just me? Okay. I just, little things just set me off. I'm just, just, ah, why? You should, you. And I was at home one day telling Adrienne about it. Actually, like a lot of days, but one day I was, I was telling her, and, and I went on this whole rant, and I get all, as you can tell, I get excited, my voice raises up, and I start bending down, all this weird stuff, and I was telling her, I was getting all excited about it, and she was just like, big eyes staring at me like, dude, you got a problem, who did I marry? And, and I'm, I'm going this thing, and, and I get down off my high horse, and, and she looks at me, and she says, you need to kill him. I stop, I was like, yeah! That's the answer. Kill him. Let's kill. I knew I married you for a reason. You're on my side. Let's go get him. And she said, no, 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 no. You need to kill him with kindness. No. I like your first two words. Let's go kill him. Let's get this thing taken care of. And they won't be an issue again. But here's, here, here's the reality of what happened. She didn't even know she was doing it. But she was showing me. She was teaching me the heavenly culture. She, in her whole life, all she knew how to do was heaven's culture in this area. Because if you met her, you know she doesn't get mad. She doesn't get irritated. She, doesn't, she just doesn't get that way. I've tried. I've tried 12 years. I've tried really hard. And you would think by now it would have happened. But it still hasn't happened. Her only response was a kingdom mindset. Anything outside of that was foreign to her. I hope you guys read into what I'm saying. Don't take it at face value. Run off these little phrases because there's so much there. Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website, www.pathwaychurchok.com to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in. And we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. 
We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.